Welcome to the Peaceful Life Podcast. If you're a new listener, then I appreciate you tuning in. If you're a return listener, then welcome back. I'm your host, Laura, coming to you from a cottage in the woods in the peaceful mountains of California. Today, I'm going to talk about God, but before you start bristling, I'm not here to define God or to change anyone's mind about God. I'll explain how I've viewed religion, faith, and spirituality throughout my life and give you my own definition of God. I don't impose my belief system on anyone and appreciate when others respect my beliefs, even if they're different. So think of this episode more like a question rather than an essay or a statement, because none of us really know, and that's why it's called belief or faith. Most of us as children believe the theology that we're taught from our parents. Our parents tell us what they believe and instill that belief system into us, taking us to temple or church or mosque or whatever. We believe because our parents are our first teachers, our guides, and we depend on them for knowledge and safety. There's a great YouTube video that I posted on the Peaceful Life Podcast Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash peacefulpodcast. I also posted it on my personal Facebook page, facebook.com slash peacefulpodcaster. It has children of different faiths describing God. In it, one child simply says, God is love. Another says, you can see him on the ground, on legs and on feet. One kid named Toby really blew me away because he said almost exactly what I think. He said, for me, it's a really big maybe. Part of me believes in God a lot and part of me doesn't because maybe there is someone upstairs making great things happen and sprinkling magic on the world. And then you see such bad stuff happen and you see kids get cancer and you doubt and you question God. That's a lot for a kid, huh? According to a 2018 survey by the Pew Research Center, one out of five Americans do not believe in God as described in the Bible. Of the 80% that do, the meaning of the term God varies based on religious affiliation, gender, and even political party. Men are less likely to believe in God than women. Democrats less likely than Republicans, and the educated, those with a college degree, are less likely to believe in God and or a higher power. For those with a high school degree or less, 66% believe in God as described in the Bible, and 6% were outright atheist. The rest believe in some kind of higher power. For those with some college, 53% believe in God as described in the Bible, and 8% were outright atheist. And for those with a college degree, only 45% believe in God as described in the Bible, and as much as 16% were atheist. 
So that's interesting. Perhaps the more someone is educated, the more they question their belief system that has been instilled into them by their parents. I'd love to research more about how people come to believe in their particular faith and how and why they stop. The survey is titled, When Americans Say They Believe in God, What Do They Mean? by the Pew Research Center, and I'll link to it in my show notes. So now is the point where I explain my religious background, or lack of it. I talked briefly in the bullying episode that in elementary school, I did not say the phrase under God in the Pledge of Allegiance. Something I had questioned and asked my parents about. You see, we didn't talk about God in our household. My father was Jewish by heritage, but an atheist by belief. My mother was raised Catholic, but was not practicing. She was more spiritual than religious, and she did believe in God. But I leaned toward my father's belief system. So somewhere around kindergarten or first grade, I asked my parents about the Pledge of Allegiance, because I was told we didn't believe in God. My father replied that I didn't have to say those particular words if I didn't feel like it, but just say the rest. And I still do that to this day, and was surprised to find out when I grew up that that's how the Pledge of Allegiance was originally written, without the phrase under God. So I don't feel so bad eliminating those two words. In the bullying episode number 41, Making Peace with Your Bullied Inner Child, my friend Christopher said that not saying those two words under God was the catalyst of the horrific bullying and harassment that he endured as a child. It's kind of a metaphor or or I guess what would the word be microcosm of the world where God and or religion is a catalyst for a great percentage of violence in the world. I could never understand that as a child or even as an adult. So you're committing war or violence or murder because someone doesn't believe in the same benevolent loving God that you do? That's pretty much the theme of Bill Maher's movie, Religulous. Although I think at times in the movie, he does become disrespectful to those who do believe. So anyway, I digress. Back to my childhood. We celebrated holidays in a secular manner. We celebrated both Hanukkah and Christmas, but more as cultural celebrations and a time to have all of our family over and get presents lots of presents. During the holidays, other kids were jealous that we got presents for both Hanukkah and Christmas. But to be fair, we only got one present for Hanukkah, and it was on the day that was furthest from Christmas. That was our family rule. We lit the menorah, but we didn't say the actual prayer that you're supposed to say. I don't even think my dad knew it. We sang a little song he made up about lighting candles. On this night, we will light eight little Hanukkah candles. It's a sight, oh so bright, eight little Hanukkah candles. 
When we questioned our parents about religion, they said that we were free to choose for ourselves. Wow, that's a big concept for a child. So most of us didn't even think about it until we started developing our own critical thought around our teen years. Long story short, my oldest sister never followed an organized religion, but she is spiritual. I'm not sure if she believes in God. We've never really talked about it. My second oldest sister, Kate, whom I interviewed in one of my episodes, is Christian. She started going to Episcopal Church with her friends as a teenager and was baptized Episcopalian at 16. She then converted to Lutheranism for her husband and remains Lutheran to this day. Her faith is very important to her. She attends church every Sunday and even sings in the church choir. My baby sister converted to Judaism to marry her third husband. I don't believe they are particularly religious. They don't do Seder or observe the high holidays, but I do think that she believes in God. Now, my daughter also converted to Judaism for her husband, and although they do not attend temple, she has found solace in the faith, and they do observe the holidays. She does believe in God. Me, as you might have guessed by now, I am more spiritual. Organized religion never resonated with me. I always questioned the definition of God as a vengeful being, as a puppeteer and in complete control of our lives, and also as a man. I mean, if women are the creator of life, wouldn't it make sense that God was a woman? Or both? Or non-gendered? That's kind of some patriarchal bull right there. So I myself grew up atheist and identify as atheist, although there is a definition of God that did resonate with me, and I found it in a book called Stranger in a Strange Land by Robert A. Heinlein. It's a science fiction book published in 1961, two years before I was born, and it had some radical theology in it. It actually won a Hugo Award for science fiction novels in 1962. Now, there's never been a movie made of Stranger in a Strange Land, although it says there's a TV movie in development on IMDb. And now that CGI is so great, I can see it being an amazing show. So I hope that happens. Now, Robert A. Heinlein was an agnostic, but wrote many science fiction stories that were critical of organized religion, theology, and the influence that religion had on both government and culture. The premise of Stranger is that there was a mission to Mars many years ago, but all of the original astronauts had died. But a man comes back to Earth in a spaceship who turns out to be the child of two of the astronauts. And he was raised on Mars by Martians, and he has the belief system and the physical powers of the Martians. Sort of a nurture-overcomes-nature sort of thing. So this man who was brought up on Mars, his name is Valentine Michael Smith, he starts preaching that God is not external that God is the best part of all of us. He says in the book, Thou art God, 
I am God, all that grocks is God. Now in the book, grok is a Martian word that literally translates to drink, but figuratively it means to understand at the deepest level. It's made its way into pop culture, and especially in the 60s and 70s, people used to use it in conversation. I grok you, man. So the concept of thou art God is not really elevating humans to a godlike entity. It means that God is the best part of us. It's the love, the giving, the humanity, and the morality. So I had a conversation with my daughter the other day about God because she's exploring her faith and reading books based on Judaism. I explained to her that it doesn't compute with me that when something good happens and people say, praise the Lord or God is good, but when something bad happens, they don't say God is bad or curse God or they don't even curse the devil. There is no anti-God in our culture. No one says, bad devil, my stocks went down today. It's kind of like that boy Toby in the video says, Is God giving your child cancer? Is he making people buy AR-15s and shooting up bars? And is God creating wars? If there is a God, why isn't he stopping all that? Doesn't she want us to be safe and happy? So to me, personally, it's more comforting to think that nothing happens for a reason, that everything just happens randomly than thinking there's some vengeful being up in the sky killing children and innocent human beings. So that's the problem I have with AA too, which is based on the belief of an external higher power. Let go and let God turn it over. I believe that sometimes people use God as a crutch to replace our personal responsibility for our own life choices. Well, I guess that's what God wanted. So does God want some people to be drug addicts and alcoholics or does God want them to recover? It confuses me. Now, when I was in my 20s, I actually read the Bible. And what surprised me most were the quotes from Jesus. They really are beautiful sentiments and great guides to live by. For example, love one another, love your enemies, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Let the day's own trouble be sufficient for the day. If you want to be perfect, go sell your possessions and give to the poor. For what shall it profit a man if he gain the whole world and suffer the loss of his soul? And although I couldn't find the exact quote, I'm pretty sure he said something about not persecuting those of different faiths, that you should accept them into your heart. He spoke of love, of tolerance, and helping those who needed it. And I'm pretty sure Jesus didn't say to hurt or kill those other people who don't believe what you do. I once had a very moving spiritual dream. I dreamt that Jesus appeared before me. This is kind of funny for an atheist. I reached out and touched his robe and was overcome with the most powerful feeling of love 
from head to toe, a love and light that I had never felt before. It was infinitely more loving than anything. When I woke up, I was really blown away, but no, I was not converted. If anything, it solidified my belief that God is within us and we can be kind and loving and good. And that's what creates the God energy. So let's imagine this, whatever your belief system, whomever your God is to you, can you believe just for a moment that you have a little piece of God within yourself? Take a deep breath. And I bet you're kind of feeling it already. Right around your heart, a warmth, a love, a light, and the peace. Take that feeling with you in your world. Now that thou art God, how will this change you? How you interact, how you behave, how you give and receive, how you love. And even if you don't believe that thou art God, I believe it. I believe you are a part of God. And that's why I believe you are spectacular and born perfect. You can choose to accept that little light and carry it around with you. Believe in yourself first. Believe in your own power. You're still feeling it, aren't you? I hear God in classical music. I see and smell God in the woods and definitely in my dog's eyes. In fact, if there ever was an external God, I think it would be in dogs because they give and receive unconditional love. They're pretty close, and even their name is a palindrome. Obviously, I can't cover all that is God in less than a half an hour, but I'll leave you with an atheist joke that made me laugh out loud. So one beautiful morning, an atheist was walking through the forest, admiring nature's surroundings. He looked up and saw the trees swaying in the wind high above him, and he smiled. He saw the river glisten and the sun twinkle like a newborn star, and it made him warm inside. He thought to himself that Mother Nature had made a true and wonderful world. The atheist walked a little further down the path when suddenly a bear jumped out of the bushes only a few yards ahead of him and started growling, looking hungry. The bear started to run quickly towards the man. He screamed in horror and started running as fast as he could away from the bear. Knowing that the bear could catch up to him and he had no chance, the atheist soon ran out of breath and a few paces fell to the ground on his knees. And as the bear's shadow fell upon his face and paws came down upon his chest, the atheist screamed, Oh, help me, God! Suddenly the trees that he so much admired stopped swaying, the river he loved suddenly stopped flowing, and the sky opened up, and a voice spoke, I am God, and even though you don't believe in me, I'm here for every being on this earth. The atheist felt relieved a little bit and asked God, I'm sort of in this situation. I'm only asking if you can help me 
get out of it. God thought for a moment and said, I'll give you your one wish to help you, and that is all. You may proceed with this wish. Now the atheist thought about this wish for a moment and then spoke to God, Well, I don't really want to become a religious person, so I wish the bear to become religious himself. God said, So it be done! Suddenly the sky closed up, the river turned back into its flowing glory, and the trees began to sway again. And the bear clapped its paws together and said, Thank you, God, for this meal that I'm about to receive. (laughs) Still makes me giggle. I'm Laura, and you've been listening to the Peaceful Life Podcast. Carry that light around you this week and let, oh, wow, right at this point that I was writing this, I got a knock on the door. I thought it was my gardener, and it turned out to be Jehovah's Witnesses. Kid you not, a woman and a young man. This time, I didn't turn them away with a quick door shut. I stopped and listened to them on my doorstep, as I couldn't quite believe the incredible timing of their visit. The woman asked me about grief and how I found comfort. The young man read Corinthians 1 from his tablet, while the woman showed me the words from her printed Bible. I listened. I told them how opportune their visit was that I was just writing about the concept of God when they knocked on my door. We laughed at the coincidence, and I'm pretty sure they didn't think it was a coincidence. I bet some of you out there believe God intervened in my episode, huh? I think that perhaps the God in us was drawing us together. I told the woman about my belief system and that I was never part of an organized religion, and honestly, never will be. But I love the conversation and I welcome it. She was so grateful that I'd shared with her and let her share with me and that I had not closed the door on them. She didn't denounce me for my faith or lack of it, and they left happy, even forgetting to give me that pamphlet. So that happened. Anyway, I'd love to continue this subject in future episodes. It's so much bigger than this little show. But as I was saying before I was interrupted, carry that light, that peace of God around with you and let me know if you feel any different. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful week. (music) 